What's up, podcast fam? Thank you for checking out the New Year's edition episode, first of 2020. In this episode, we go over solid foundation, just get everybody up to date of what we're of what we did in 2019, what we worked on, and also moving forward, what we're doing in 2020. We go into a lot of detail on the boxing program since that is starting in January 20th, and also the women's jiu-jitsu program, which is starting January 21st. So that's the beginning of the podcast. After that, we go into just a, a, a quick and simple mindset shift for 2020. Uh, a lot of people have issues with problems that come along in life and uh, we just give you an insight of, of how to look at them differently. The problems have always existed in the past. I'm sure you're going through some now and they will be there in the future. So stop being surprised by them and we just give you a little clues on, uh, not clues, but a little strategy of how to do so. Uh, also, we after that we go into communication in our relationship. A lot of times Crystal and I are asked how we communicate with each other um, because a lot of people like how our relationship looks on the outside so we give a little bit of insight of how it works on the inside um, we go into some of some foundational issues of communication that have helped us and um, after that we go into a Q&A the questions range from jujitsu to some other relationship questions and also how do people get involved with solid foundation so we answer those questions on the Q&A and then at the very end uh, we go over what we call the sexual fantasy sheet it's a fun way to communicate with your partner Um, it works very well um, if you are uncomfortable of bringing up hard situations this is a fun way to get used to it because um, it's it's a way to communicate and usually both of you are going to be happy with the outcome of, of when you're of when you're communicating about these things so we'll go into a little bit of detail on that you should be able to find the sheet either on my um, Instagram solid foundations Instagram probably crystals if you can't find it anywhere hit me up and uh, you know I'll make sure to get that to you and uh, other than that enjoy this episode thank you Hello and welcome everybody to the New Year's edition of the Solid Foundation Podcast. Happy New Year. Cheers, my love. That's good. All right. So, what are we doing here? So, we wanted to get started (laughs) to get everybody recapped on Solid Foundation, where it's at right now, and what we plan to do in the new year. The current programs we got going for it is the podcast, of course, fitness and nutrition, boxing, work ethic, and your women's jiu-jitsu class that's coming up on January 21st. Yes. So we'll cover, let's cover podcast first. All right. So what's new in the podcast world, Mr. Hosts? Gilbert Regalado. What's new is this podcast. <laughs> but other than that, for the new year, we're going to try to shoot, not try, we'll shoot for, not shoot either. We will have two, every two weeks, one podcast. <laughs> so I was just a couple shots of tequila in already. <laughs> Bear with me, guys. So that's the, that's the aim for it. Lately, 
the the framework for the podcast has been to get people within our own community and have them tell their story because I believe everybody has a story of their struggles, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And before that struggle, there was their childhood or their life before the struggle. And so we go into their childhood or their life before we talk about their struggle and what they're going through, whether it be drugs, gangs, um, has been or, or being bullied. Those are kind of the main topics we've been talking about. And we talk after we get done talking about their their struggle, we go into what was it that made them switch? So what made them stop from being okay with what they were going through before? And like to me, that's the whole idea behind that has been that you can go on YouTube, you can go on social media and you can follow all these people and and their success stories but most of the time they're they're rich they're famous millionaires billionaires and a lot of people can't relate to that they'll those they'll kind of be like well that person went through it and they changed but they're famous or they have millions yeah they can't relate to it and i think what's really cool about our podcast is it's within our own community so it's like you know a friend of a friend or you know how like you're some way connected to Correct. them. And these are people that have been struggling in our community. Like they they've already gone through it and like it's just these are problems happening here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like I really like the people that you bring in and like your interviews. I would I like them. I would like to know what other people would like. Yeah, I I would like to as well. It just seems when it comes to um, us engaging on social media, trying to see what they what people want to hear more of or what they liked, we don't get too much feedback. It's mm-hmm. not till we actually run into people in person that they say, hey, I've been following what you've been doing. This is great. I love it. I mean, they, a lot of them ask how they can help. A lot of them say they that they act they actually they do love the podcast and you know keep it up keep going, so that you know we I do get the feeling that it is being heard and people are getting value from it, but it would help out a lot more if when we did when we actually broadcasted the podcast that we got some feedback from it so we can make the adjustments and we can let the people know the people who come in and interview it. They never make it seem like it's a big deal to sit across from me and and tell me their life story. I mean, you did it yourself, mm-hmm. but that is a big deal to be be vulnerable. Yeah, we don't have millions of listeners right <laughs> now by any means, but still, the that story will be online forever. And one of your interviews, what I really liked that he said, and what I have got too from me. Um, airing out my my laundry and what I went through is like oh you helped me and you know like so yeah we like to hear that but it's also like it helps us to keep building up that content you know like we don't know what people like what we don't like until yeah we run into you but it you know it's gonna help our podcast when we get those likes our shares our reviews so if people can go ahead and do that that'd be great yeah and if they could if they could actually subscribe because what I noticed, I, of course, I could see all the, the back end numbers mm-hmm. and 
all, I definitely can see the difference between when I push, um, publish on the podcast and the amount of listens we get compared to when I do the clips. And then I, once I start putting more and more clips out there, the more and more listens we get. So, oh yeah. But but that's you know organic reach on Facebook and and Instagram is not that strong, and I'm I might have I I have a little over five hundred followers, and and from the stories I could see there's only about a hundred to two hundred people seen. That's less than fifty percent. Yeah. So. If you do like what we're doing and, and that you and you enjoy seeing our content, then it's best to subscribe to our podcast. It's best to turn on your your post notifications for for our accounts that we have so that you do that you do get it. And um, and you can actually be a lot more up to date with with what's going on. I think another thing that would be helpful is when you do listen to any of the episodes of our podcast is if you either screenshot it or you just get like the time period of what really spoke to you that way Gil can make like a little clip of it um i know that there's certain parts of the podcast i was like oh we need to like amplify that we need to really like he needs to say it again over and over and over like that's a really good point that he just made so i think if people were to like just you know, we care what you guys think and what, you know, what your feedback is. So if you guys can do that, that would be great. Yeah, that, I think that, that would be super helpful. Because right now the process is, um, it well, it was me sitting and re-listening to the whole podcast <laughs> <laughs> and just taking clips. But I mean, I don't know. I, I was, I was there. I heard everything. I don't know what the people who who are hearing it around, what they what resonated with them. So if they if they are able to tell me, or, and, or or make a comment or send a message, whatever, just saying yeah, exactly what you're saying mm. on episode thirteen when so and so said this. If you could put a timestamp on it, that'd be perfect, and then we can really get that message amplified. I recently, uh, um, my coworker Sheila, who works with us at Legacy, you know she she loves what we're doing with the program. And she wanted to do something to get involved. So she will actually be taking over making the clips. So right now, she'll be the one listening to the podcast and making the clips. But you can make her life even easier by, letting, giving, you know. by letting us know instead of us just guessing what, what's kind of resonating with people. Yes. Okay. So I love the podcast. So moving on into um, Solid Foundations Fitness and Nutrition Program. Would you like to take over that one? The fitness and nutrition program. Like what's happening? Right now is we were getting active on it, get it, well, you know, trying to build a foundation on it, but the, the holidays did come, so everyone's on vacation. But Every, hey, New Year's resolution, New let's Year's, get New, New Year's resolution's <laughs> coming through. We do need to um, finish getting some, some background checks because we'll be working with the boys club, so they that's mandatory to be working in their facility with them and um that one isn't all in our hands because we are working with the club so we got to respect their time and their rules so that one i that one is probably some time away because we will be um uh, we still got to work through all the details on it yes and we do have a wait list so if you're 
a teen or you have a teen that is interested in the fitness and nutrition, send us an email um, and we'll go ahead and put them on the list because that will be happening. It's just the movement is pretty slow mm -hmm. at the moment. And if you also know somebody who owns a gym or has a gym space and is open to having us be able to go in there and train and teenagers, they'll be 13 and up. Um, when it comes to solid foundation, we, had a, we have a whole variety of ages we're trying mm -hmm. to work with. But for the fitness, just for safety and everything, it would be 13 and up. So um, the, the more options we have, the better. So just, just let us know. And then moving into our boxing program. So our boxing program is going to be starting January as well. January 20th, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. What time, Gil? Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 4 to 5.30, and that will be at the St. George Community Center. That is on 1032 East Mason Street, and that's right next door to, to Adelante and Franklin. So right now, um, as far as a lot of the questions I'm getting about boxing is like, oh, well, how much is it? So right now, it is $25 uh, for kids. And we're looking for middle school and teens and adults. So for the prices on adult for adults, it's forty five per month, and then with the option of a sponsor. So you're able to sponsor a child, a teen or a kid, um, either monthly every month. You know, you can sponsor two two teens. It's twenty five dollars for their membership, or even like once if you want to. So. Adults 45 with the option of sponsoring um, one of our kids. Yeah, and, and we're, we're going to be right next door to Adelante and, and Franklin. So it, it'll be open to elementary school students as well. We're, it's, it's brand new, so we're going to see how it goes as we go. <laughs> <laughs> Communication. We're working on it. But um, we do have a lot of kids that want to start the boxing program so um if you do have a kid that has been interested in it please bring them in um we have a couple people interested are that are going to be coaches right now we have gil and i um but we also have other people we can't really say who at the moment but you'll just follow our social media and um You'll get and, to date but, on but that. But I'm also counting. I wouldn't say I'm counting on adults, but part of solid foundation, yeah, we, we focus on young adults. Mm -hmm. But what I, I know that the few of us, we can't make the impact that we want with just us. Yeah. Like we're counting on the other adults in the community and not only to, to help us with what our mission is, but... But kids need them. That they need adults to to welcome them and like show that they want to be around them and help them. A lot of the a lot of the kids that get in trouble or and need help are because they don't have that foundation at home. They don't have the the parents that that maybe they're working and they're not around, or they just have family problems and and they don't have that that where they can look up to an adult and say, okay, that person actually cares for me. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And when they don't have that adult at home and in the world, you know, there's just adults that are kind of a, um, telling kids what to do or they yeah. don't give them really the time of day. Like 
that's really what I want adults in our program for so they can help, you know, help the kids hold you, you guys seen what we were, well, you can, you either did see, or you can see what we were doing at the park with kids. It was adults and kids and, yeah, and, and it you're worked not out babysitting, right. like, don't get the wrong yeah. idea. You're not babysitting. They're just being in your, in your bubble, you know, and that's a lot of these kids that even did go to the park. That's what they needed. They needed that opportunity to be around people that were getting fit, getting, you know, trying to be healthy and, you know, just encouraging them to get better it was a pretty awesome showing when we did do it at the park yeah and you bring up a good point they got to see that there are adults who want to get in shape and want to work out as well it gives mm-hmm. them something to to think that oh not just young people like to work out yeah you know adults like it too and a lot of the time like these teenagers they don't want to get treated like kids they want to be part of a program where it's not like teens are separated and or they're with the kids and then the adults are separated you know they want to be they want to feel like they're included and you know so no no matter how much our own teens (laughs) rebel against us and and do whatever they can to like give us a hard time you'll be surprised how much a teen will show another adult respect when that adult shows them the time of day like they they want to be able to prove to adults that, hey, I can be an adult. I'm doing, I can do what it takes to, to become an adult. And uh, it, it just helps. So the more uh, grown-ups and adults we have in the program, that'd be great. So once again, boxing starts January 20th, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 4 to 5.30. And it will be um, at the St. George Community Center. So moving on, we have women's BJJ, so women's jiu-jitsu really. Women's self-defense and jiu-jitsu will be starting January 21st and that class will be held Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Again at the St. George Community Center. Um, I am holding an orientation January 4th at 4 p.m. and that's on a Saturday and our um, tuition is 99 per month. And this is for teens and um, adults. So one thing I do want to bring up, so when it comes to jiu-jitsu, sometimes when you're teaching a kid, it's a lot different than when you're teaching, you know, boxing. So if you if you do have a kid that wants to be a part of this program, I would definitely lean more towards the boxing than jiu-jitsu. It's a little bit different when you're teaching jiu-jitsu. But definitely, like, I'm looking for 12 and up when it comes to women's jiu-jitsu. So when it comes to jujitsu, you're just so the uh, everyone's clear. Mm-hmm. When it jujitsu compared to boxing is a kid can come in, or anybody can come in, and we could tell them throw a punch. If they've never thrown a punch before, it's not gonna look you know pretty, <laughs> and it might be they look uncoordinated. Yeah. But it's real easy to get them throwing like a one-two combo. Right. When it comes to jujitsu. There's a whole like foundation you need to learn before you even start. It's not just like do this one move. It's like you have to do all these moves. And I don't want it to make it sound like it's difficult. But to a kid, they're just like, I'm not. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So that's the only reason why I would say like if it is a kid, for because of where we are in the beginning stages, I'd uh, steer them more towards the boxing program. Okay. And 
What made you decide to do just a, a women's only? You're, I mean, you're a black belt. You've been training for almost a decade. You're more than capable to teach males and you have taught males. So what made you say, I'm just going to do women? Well, it's 11 years to be exact. No. <laughs> so yes, I have taught men before. My my goal and my mission is like, okay, so I do hair. I own a salon. I sit behind, I stand behind a chair and I hear people's everything. I know what they do for a Klondike bar. Like that little meme. That's why I like they that say meme. therapist. Therapist. Oh, no, therapist. Therapist, yes. yes. So I hear these stories and sometimes I hear the stories of what these people have gone through, what these women have gone through or what they're scared of. And it just frustrates me. Yes, I'm making them feel beautiful and feel pretty. And like there's the 16 year old that went through something uh, with someone in her own, within her own family, in her own home. And I'm over here making her feel pretty, but I, I felt like I could do more than that. And I do have the the skills to teach her more than that. And so that's where my drive, I've always wanted to teach jujitsu, especially when you're in the jujitsu world, you're kind of like an addict. You're, it's a cult, you know, like if you know anybody that trains jujitsu and you go onto any of their social media, it's just like, oh, fuck another like jujitsu. Oh, you might not have to delete it. No, <laughs> no, no censorship on this podcast. I was like, shoot. Um, so it's like, you're just so consumed with jujitsu and you like it and you love it. And like the next thing, like you're learning, you're learning, you never really master jujitsu, but the next thing is like, you want to teach it to somebody. And to me, I always knew that I wanted to teach, but this gave me like the, like the motivation to do it now, you know, like I want to do it now. And that's why I did the two um, women's jujitsu camps is I just, the I maybe it's like my phone listening to me, but. I always hear stories or read stories that always pop up on my social media or on my feeds that like, oh, what women have gone through or this attack and whatnot. I was just like, if I could at least just start here in our community and just teach women how to defend themselves, I'm not trying to teach you guys to get in the freaking ring and like beat someone's ass. Like probably, yes, that's most likely that can happen. You know, but what I'm trying to teach is for you not to be a victim, for you to be comfortable walking down the street, walking to your car, coming out of the grocery store, walking down an alley, anywhere, like walking out of your house, being in your own house and feeling comfortable. That's my motivation at teaching jujitsu. And I feel like jujitsu is the ultimate self-defense. So what's the level of confidence you need to start? Because I've, I've known you for since you were 21. You've known me before that. I really got to know you at 21. And... <laughs> You you already had you had been training, no doubt, but just um knowing about you prior to that and knowing you at that time at twenty one you were a, a blue belt. I was yeah, a blue belt. So you already had a level of confidence about you. Mm-hmm. Yet you were going through a lot of trouble in your relationship that right now I know you wouldn't put up with anything close to that. Mm-hmm. So what exactly, like what was, it, what was the difference in the confidence? Like you had confidence to not let people fuck with you, but 
what did jujitsu give you that finally made you say in your own relationship, like, no, this isn't even going to happen? Because it was like you were one person outside of your relationship, but inside your relationship, you were someone else. But yet jujitsu is the thing that helped you turn that around. You know, I kind of think about that sometimes. And even like encouraging my clients to like train or encouraging my friends. And, you know, it's it's different when someone's like you actually go to train to have someone choke you to have like you're literally in. So you tap to somebody choking you, you know, like that's a whole different level that I feel like you, I have not experienced elsewhere, you know, like just being like, oh, what are they going to do? Like you're confident with someone being in your bubble already. You're confident with someone trying to choke you. Someone's trying to break your limb, trying to choke you. Like you're, you're comfortable in that space. So when it's presented in a different um, way like where you ha- like adrenaline's going it's just muscle memory and it's just like holy shit like I could do this like even at, like maybe not during like you're like oh I got this you know like it just becomes muscle memory and then after the fact when you have you know you calm down and it, you know like you kind of analyze what just happened you're like holy shit I just did that like this just kicked in you know jujitsu just naturally kicked in you know well so the woman though that that because that makes a lot of sense for somebody who's just not confident at all right whether they're in the, in the relationship they're not and in the outside world they're not what you just explained that that answers that question what about the woman that she not she's not afraid of another woman and if a dude were to step up her in the club she'd punch that dude in the face <laughs> no problem yeah but yet she goes home and the old man that that is there waiting for her or that come home later will slap her around, will punch her around, and she won't do anything about it. That was me. That was you. So that that's my point exactly. You were the you were confident as can be on the outside, to the outside world. Yeah. In your relationship, though, there was something about you that wasn't going to step up until you trained jujitsu. Jiu- so it, what was it about jujitsu that finally made that, that, that connection? I think... It just gave me like a confidence and it started helping me love myself, you know, like, and that's what it helped with. It didn't like, it wasn't necessarily me learning an arm bar that's going to get me to that confidence level. I have one of the girls that I previously taught. She was like, I never, I, I heard all this and I was like, oh, I don't need jujitsu. I'm confident that she's like, I never knew how much I needed jujitsu until I started jujitsu. You don't need to have a problem. You don't need to have confidence issues to like appreciate and love jujitsu either, you know? So it, it's both ways. So jujitsu is not only going to teach you how to defend yourself and make you feel confident, Jiu-Jitsu is going to deliver some things to you that you never even knew you needed. Exactly. What we call it is mat therapy. Like, you're having a bad day or you just don't even know you're having a bad day. Like, you, it just makes you feel good. Like, I remember Adam Benchia, he was just like, you never leave. Like, he kind of thinks that my my emotional equilibrium is kind of like at a, <laughs> not very Unbalanced. balanced yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. But how, he how always, dare him. <laughs> yeah. but he, he's like, but you never leave here like upset. You never leave here without a smile. And it's true. You know, like 
no matter what kind of day you're having, good or bad, you're always going to leave in a good mood, you know? So Confidence. With, so with w- women who are experienced, they, they, um, they, I think they're, they're going to get with what, get what you're saying. Yeah. For the teens who, who really haven't been through so much experience and they're, they may be a lot more timid to try the class. Like what's, what's your plan to get them in there? Are you, and are you even like really targeting teens or you're just saying if, <coughs> if teens happen Excuse to come? Me. No, but- I would love teens to join the class. I have taught teens before and what I've noticed is they're very uncomfortable with you being in their bubble. You know, they can love and appreciate you, but when you're in their bubble, they just, they kind of like, you know, like they just don't know what to do. And so when they're in that environment where it's like, I don't know, like it's just a different you I like I've seen a teen from the beginning like her first month and then her being you know training for like two years and you just see that confidence level and just like and you see it I remember one of the girls um would go to school with Joseph and you can just see like her confidence level just walking like at her school like talking to other people she used to not be open to talking to anybody you know like so just I don't know I feel like, yes, everybody's different. Every individual child and teen is different. But this, I have seen positive come out of jiu-jitsu. Like, that's all I've seen. Like, even people that don't even train jiu-jitsu anymore, they have nothing negative to say about jiu-jitsu, really. I, not that I have, you know, heard. Yeah, the ones, that, <laughs> the ones that keep coming, the ones that stop. Even the ones that stop, you never hear them say oh, jiu-jitsu sucked or it didn't work. It yeah. was, it, it's usually like an ex- some sort of excuse. It's an excuse. To, yeah, some it's sort of excuse. excuse to where Get I, back I, in the damn I have gym. a business <laughs> or I have kids or, you know, this. I, I moved to a different city, which all of them, you'll, you can find somebody on the mat who's done, who's done that and they're still training. Yeah. But just in the end, it's... It just wasn't for them or they decided to to move on. It's just like, yeah, everybody has their thing. People like yoga and they really like yoga and that does it for them, you know, and I'm, you know, that's, that's good. And, um, what I'm trying to say is like, try to just try jujitsu. Like, and I'm not just saying just try one class, like try a week of it, try a month of it, you know, like feel comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's a huge thing with jujitsu is like, yeah, like being on top of someone or someone being on top of you, like it's not the best feeling in the first week, you know? It's not the best feeling in the first week, but if you never did it, it's not going it, to, it's going to be a horrible feeling if it happens to you exactly when you're not expecting it out in the street or out in the house or out in the yard, wherever it may happen. Yeah. So you'd much rather go through that uncomfortable situation that you're putting yourself in rather than somebody else making you be in that uncomfortable situation and you not knowing what the hell to do. Yeah. And so like, that's my main, that's why I put women's self-defense and jujitsu because that's my main focus is, is self-defense and having women and teens feel comfortable in their home, walking anywhere. I want them to feel confident to be able to, I feel like confident is such a word that's been overplayed, but 
it's so crucial. Like I want them to feel that confident walking and being anywhere, whether it's like, it doesn't matter where, that's what I want. That's why self-defense is in there. What I'm teaching, yes, I will be teaching a lot of movements when it comes to self-defense. If someone were to grab you from behind, grab you from the front, like rape choke you, like even like if you were to fall, like those kind of situations I'll be teaching, the majority is is jujitsu because jujitsu is self-defense. And when you're in my class, I'll be teaching you what certain movements are, why they are, why you you know, you learn hip escapes or why you learn certain movements when it does pertain, like when you wear the gi, like there's ways to utilize the gi and like if they're wearing a shirt, they're wearing a sweater, they're wearing a jacket, pretend it's a gi, you know? So you'll be learning those kind of things um, in the class. Yeah, and as, um, you know, I'm still pretty new to the sport myself. Mm-hmm, Mr. Dar City. <laughs> but one of the things that, I that I love most about jujitsu is when it comes to the gym there I mean most of the time when I go work out I don't want to go work out but <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make myself go work out because I know once at the end of that workout I'm gonna feel fantastic and I also just know that it's gonna make me a better person um, you know attitude physically everything but mm-hmm. the one thing with the gym is you have to force yourself to get to the gym. And then when you get to the gym, you have to force yourself to work out when you're not, you know, when you're not feeling it. So with jujitsu, what I love about it, and it's the same thing. I don't always go want, feel like going to training, but at least if I can force myself to get there on the mat, my, my instructor and my, and all my training partners handle the rest. Yep. All I have to do is just, be there and and it's never failed i don't just lay there limp and let myself get <laughs> choked i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to yeah. to you know be active in there so I, I absolutely love that about about jujitsu and the other thing is you 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 touch base on muscle memory so the the muscle memory i just uh, i love that and especially for women who they they may have been in situations to where they've been afraid for their life and they just been so terrified that they felt that they they just froze and they couldn't move yeah well when it comes to training i i i can't even i can't tell you how i do most things cuz i still don't understand I'm learning just so much in the sport or in the in the art but one thing that even that that it, that I just that I just love is the muscle memory like they're doing moves to me and I'm already defending myself not because I knew not because I said oh Gil put your hand there to defend <laughs> this or step back or or step over or whatever it may or be or throw your arm and then throw the other one so you dart yeah, grab your bicep and yeah. throw it up to the head you know but but it just happens and that that is that to me is is amazing mm-hmm. and so I think that that if you can just get there, do the do the classes twice a week, and you just keep doing it, keep doing it, even if you don't think, and, and you'll always hear people say, fuck, I still suck, I've been doing this for this long, and everybody's still, you know, choking me, or tapping me out, and I, and I, and I, and I, I don't even know what to do, 
when the time comes, your body's going to know what to do. Yeah. And the person that's attacking you, more than likely, they don't train. Because if they trained, that's not going to be the type of person that would attack you. For I'm not going to say that's 100%, but I would say it's a very high probability that somebody that trains jujitsu and trains regularly isn't going to be the type of person that's going to go try to take advantage of a, of a helpless woman. And the thing about jujitsu, what, what a lot of people don't understand is like, there is a lot of good jujitsu practice practitioners and a lot of them are small, you know, like they're, it's not necessarily using your strength. It's like using leverage to your advantage, you know? So one thing I do want to kind of, um, touch upon is like when I, I mean, I've been doing it for 11 years. I, I've heard all the rebuttals. Oh, I want, I don't want to do it until I'm in shape or I don't want to do it. Cause I'm, you know, thicker or I'm smaller or I'm older. And it's like, I've had every single age, like almost, I think, um, one of our classes, we had someone in her late sixties, early seventies. She did great, you know, like, so it just like, just try it without pretend like all those excuses are gone and just try it. You know, I've had the tiny, you know, like one of our, the good, one of the ones that like just really just learned really fast. She was tiny. She was little, you know, and she gave a lot of people a run for their money. It just like, you just never know. And then we have someone that, you know, she's, she even came up to me and was like, oh, but I'm heavier. Like, I don't want to hurt them, you know? And she, she just knows how to use her body weight. They're just like different ways to use jujitsu. Like my jujitsu is going to be different from your jujitsu. So that's what I like about it. It's like, it's customizable. Like just try it and see, you know, how your body reacts to it. Yeah. And you talk about different sizes and for, for me, it, it's always a humbling experience every time that I get on the mat, but it, it also humbled me even more just in the outside world. Cause one jujitsu builds your confidence up sky high when it comes to defending yourself. But at the same time, it also almost like, uh, <laughs> I would say brings on a whole new perspective of, <laughs> Oh damn. Like I, I actually, need to watch out because this skinny guy that I thought I could have just, you know, <laughs> beat the crap out of, I've seen somebody his size just mop up somebody over a hundred pounds. Watch you know? for the cauliflower. So, <laughs> so that, you know, that's another, that was another awakening thing for me. And, uh, the one thing that before we, before we get off the jujitsu subject that I know that I noticed was when you did your boot camp classes, that another perk that, that is priceless was the, the women that you brought together and new friendships that they made. And that, yes. and that even though you're not doing those boot camps anymore, some of them are still training and they're, and they're, and, and they're just so close with each other. And, and they would have never have met each other if it wasn't for jujitsu, just like for myself, the, the way I grew up and the people I surrounded myself with was always just like a certain type of person, like one certain type of person. And it wasn't until I started training jujitsu that I diverse, I diversified the people who, that, that I'm around with. Yeah. And so it's like a whole different family and network 
that also comes along with training jujitsu. It's so awesome because it's so many different ages, um, races, like what, like what they do for a living. It's all so different, but I absolutely love all of the girls from my classes. Like you, I can see the little groups that they form. We still have like a group on IG and I know they have their own separate groups and stuff. So that is just huge to me. Like I love those girls. I remember one of them, um, I ran into one of them and she was telling me, oh, like so-and-so went, you know, flew to, I think it was like Colorado. I don't know. But it was like, that's how close they got, you know, it just formed this group, this community within, um, with, within each other that would just, I don't know. It's just hard to explain, you know, it just so much love for these women and they're just so freaking awesome. They're all so real. They're all different. Like their personalities are so different, but you know, they connect and it's jujitsu that brought them together and just, I don't know. They're just fucking awesome. I, I love agree. those girls. Anywho, um, we kind of stayed on women's jujitsu for a while because it's just so darn cool. But so that is what is happening with Solid Foundation. Yeah, and Solid Foundation, just real quick, with the work ethic, we still got that going at Legacy Installation. Yep. Um, if you guys have been following, we started off with probably about close to 10 teens when it came to, uh, well, teens, and, and most of them were teens, some were young adults. And uh, we started off with about 10 when it came to the, the, um, the first phase of seeing if they were going to be able to keep a full-time job, the prospects. And through that process, we stayed with five. And now at this point, we're probably a, down to about two. And um, really, it, it, was, it was my fault. Like when I started the program, I, I had high ambitions and, <laughs> and wishes for the program. But in all reality... I did not have the time to be able to put the attention needed to actually train these these young men. And and so what it really became was just an it was a job for them. We did we did little trainings here and there, taught them how to do tools. I think and, you did good. Oh uh, but it's not okay. as much as a guess, like it's not like a classroom format that you wanted. Or not necessary format well, that you more wanted, like a but mentorship like, on the job every day, you know. Yeah. We just couldn't. We couldn't do that. You know, I was I was trying to run it through Legacy, and uh, a Legacy was forking out all the the money for it. And when you're, you know, it's hard enough to bring in one new person to a company, <laughs> and you got to train them and do everything. Let alone you bring in all these these youngsters that had never some of them hadn't had jobs before or they They've had never very, very even little seen a experience well, yeah some of them might have had some job experience before but it wasn't with tools yeah and so you know we uh we, i didn't i didn't set them up for success so unfortunately they you know they fell into the it became a job for them unfortunately yeah. and and some of them Although we run a tight ship over there when it comes to our, our projects, some of them fell into just being comfortable with, oh, well, I'm going to have work. I'm going to be on the schedule. Or I'm going to have a paycheck. And that seeped into them. So unfortunately, they, a few of them had to learn the hard lesson of, hey, we told you what, needed, what we needed from you. We warned you that you weren't doing it. 
and then we told you if you're not going to do it, what's going to happen, and then you continue to let, let like it go. Like an actual job. Like an, act, That's like an actual job. So it's still How a lesson. How dare you? It was still a lesson, but not what we, you know, I was hoping to be able to do a little, a little more with it. At, um, I did step down from running Legacy, so my attention could be fully on building solid foundation. I'll still be working with Legacy, but on an as-needed basis. And um, I'm hoping that with my attention being able to go through solid foundation, build that up, hopefully get funding in, that we can really build a solid work ethic program. Awesome. So that, that's what's going on with that. So... Oh, so the so the, so oh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. So we wanted to go over just a mind shift for the new year. So happy new year, guys! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, I'm gonna get it posted tomorrow. So let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the confidence. So with so this one, I just wanted to do a quick a quick mind shift for the new year, and hopefully, I can. Um, going over this that uh, I'm, I'm sure just by somebody listening to it, it's not going to change their whole mind of how they think but at least maybe we'll plant a little seed and so I just want to get into how how I see problems and 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 problems in everyday life and I feel like it's important for other people as well as because a lot of people have also asked you you know this isn't like oh well I think I'm better than you in solving problems no there's a lot of people that have come to you including myself but a lot of people come to you and ask you these kind of questions uh thank you that yes that does happen and also i get it on the other end too to where people may come to me to their with their problems but not really come to me to like ask my opinion of how to make it better (laughs) just listen to me well actually let me rephrase that they'll come to and tell me their problem but the response I give them isn't something that they want to hear. And, you know, I, I hear things like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, Mr. Positive And, oh, things aren't always like what you say. It's not that's not reality. You can't like to when you like when I hear something like that, I'm like, God damn. Like, <laughs> like what are you going to do with you? Like, you, you're going to be like that forever because your mind's so close minded to just even hearing a different perspective. But. But anyways, so the the mind shift, the mindset shift that I want to share just with my thoughts. And I want to make this clear because I really do hope to be putting on a, a lot to put out a lot more content when it comes to like my thoughts and just my thought process and my mindset is it's never advice. I'll never give anybody advice unless they ask for it. And if they do ask for it. If I feel that I'm capable of giving advice, then I will in that particular subject. But other than that, it's just my thoughts. So with that being said, with that being said, when it comes to the mindset shift is I want to talk about problems. So to me, when it comes to problems, of course, if it doesn't have to do with you're going to die from whatever's happening in your life, that any problems we've had in the past, we have in the present, we have in the future, like to understand that 
that exactly what I just said. We've had them in the past. We have them now and we have them, we're going to have them in the future. But I don't think a lot of people see them that way. I think that they forget that when they, in the past, that they've, they've all, like we've all been through some struggles and we've all been through some hard times. So when those things happen, it's real easy to think that it's the end of the world. Like, I'm not going to get through this. There's no way, like, what am I going to do? This is just, it's this, like, why? Why does this have to happen? Or, God, this is going to do so much harm. But in reality, if it's in the past, you've got through that problem before. And you've gone through many, many problems in your lifetime. So... If you can, if you can just remember that, that when a, if a problem's happening right now, or when the next problem comes up in life, because it's gonna happen, just remember that you've been through a whole shitload of problems before in your past, and in, in the past, you can you can feel that emotion of of when you were in that problem, and you thought, and you thought there was no way out of it. You just thought. What am I going to do? There's nothing I can do about this. This is horrible. And, um, but somehow, some way, you found a way to get through it. And now you're better for it. So when that problem occurs now, if you can just think that same way and say, I'm going to get through this. I'm, I'm not saying you got to be all happy, go lucky about it, but you will get through it and you can. And when you do get through it, just know that enjoy it, that you got through that problem and hopefully that you um, you learn some valuable lessons from it. But also know and prepare yourself that there are going to be more problems down the road. So when those problems come, they're not a surprise to you. They're going to suck. But you can get through them. And you have before. Yeah, I like that. I think that's like a huge thing is like when you're actually going through whatever shit you're going through, you're just like feeling like, uh, like th- this is the end. This is it. That's, a, that's my, you know, <laughs> but that's what's well, helpful to have you. We, we, we touched base about this just the other day when we were talking about a certain problems we were going through and we had we had mentioned that we we're talking about successful people and success stories and that nobody's success story ever came from saying, oh, it was, it was easy getting there. I, I had absolutely no problems. It just happened. My success happened. Or I got through this. I got through that. And, and it was easy. Like, that's, that's not going to be a, a story to tell. Yeah. Like, you want to be able to go back and tell, like, shit, my, that shit was hard getting to where I got. So just keeping that mindset when you are going through that shit. Yeah, because going that stuff. it's not going to be easy when it happens. But if you if you could shift your mindset, it actually becomes a lot easier than you might think. Nice. So I just wanted to share that. I like. So I decided, as you were talking, if <laughs> you haven't noticed... To go live on our um, IG because now we're going to be doing like a Q&A. 
So this is some Q&A that we have already gotten from, um, hey guys, hold on, from our IGs. So you guys, it's New Year's, so we're drinking too, okay? <laughs> Don't judge. Okay, so number one question, what is Solid Foundations and what is your mission? What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, we get that. Get that answered that question. No, ask that question a lot. All the time. So, what's solid foundation? The, the mission is to instill confidence. Oh, the mission is to <laughs> instill confidence in young adults through lessons in martial arts, work ethic, family values, and fitness. Those were chosen because the people who are starting, who are starting it, you, my brother, my little sister, and myself. That's yeah. all. That's what helped us. And. Um, and and my um and my father that's what helped us be confident and so confident comes in many forms i think confidence like you had said earlier confidence that word gets thrown around a lot and you're right it does and i don't think a lot of people have the like the, know the meaning of confidence you could just say oh that person's confident but that's not the case confident is knowing that you can accomplish something just having no doubt that you can so you can't be confident in everything or else that means you're ignorant, right? Because you haven't done everything. So those particular programs that, that we offer is because we've done them. We know that it helps us build confidence. Yeah. So that's the foundation of, of solid foundation is teaching confident le lessons and confidence through those. And why young adults? Why teens? So <clears throat> we focus on teens, but... At least when it comes to me, my passion is to helping anybody get better and more confident who wants to. It's just most of the time when you become an adult, it's hard to hear from another adult that, hey, you need to have a better mindset or, you know, you need to get a little bit more fit or, you know, you. you Don't you, you ever you, tell <laughs> me that. <laughs> I was thinking that just as I, as I did that, but. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, just, just, Out of everything to say. I, I don't mean you exactly, uh -huh. but but it's it's a lot it's a lot harder to to work with somebody who already has their mind set on being a certain way and trying to help them. Like you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. And although there'll be plenty of teens who are gonna say, Well, I don't want your help or I don't need this, I don't need that. If they show up to our programs, that's because somehow, some way, like they wanted help. If a teen doesn't want to go somewhere, they're not going to go. Their parents can try to force them all they want, but they're not going to stay there or they're not even going to go there. So if a teen shows up, they, one, they may not, they say they don't need help, but they're actually a lot more open to help than a lot of closed-minded adults. So... Why? Like, why do you feel that is like why in what in your personal experience? Why is it that like you were really adamant about teens? Well, <clears throat> why I was so adamant about it is because the experience that I went through and me being a teen and going through the struggles that I went through, I was looking for something to like, please help me. Please, like I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm not happy with who I am and I want to change. So like, where can I go? And there weren't a lot of programs. 
and, and, and well, I shouldn't say that. There are probably, there, 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 I'm sure there were programs out there, but you like, I didn't know about them. So one, maybe they weren't being marketed enough or marketed well enough, but I didn't know about them. I didn't do them. And so what ended up happening to me is I joined a gang. And if I hadn't had the strong family structure that I had and a loving home that, that fought tooth and nail to, to do whatever they could to make sure that I wasn't going to keep digging myself further and further, then I feel that I probably, you know, I, I would have went to prison. That was my, that's what I was getting prepared for was to, to make a name for myself on the streets. And then when I go to jail, do what I got to do and, and make a name for myself when I, when I went to prison. L- luckily for, for me, I had that family that, that kept me out of it. And, and before, and with that, I also, that same family, like they taught me they I knew, I knew these things, but when I hit a teenager, your shit just goes haywire, <laughs> you know? So because scientifically their brain is not fully developed. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, so remember that. And, um, so that, and, and, you know, sitting here now, and I, I mean, I learned a long time ago, I love the hell out of myself and, and I feel that I have a lot to give back to people and that I'm worth a lot. So I, I just think of, I think of the waste. I think of the waste that happens with all these, these teens. To me, they're, they're like, they're diamonds in the rough. Or, they're, or, they're, or if, if, if you're into investing, you always hear you buy low and you sell high. But most people buy high and sell low because they only buy when they're comfortable. And, and, and so me with the teens is like, I see a lot of undervalued investments. And mm-hmm. I think if we can get to them and, and we can, we can invest into them, then I'm just, I'm just, well, uh, I'm just anxious to see like what we get from that. Cause, That's cause, huge. cause I just, I, I just see that there's so much value that we're, that these teens have that they don't know they have and that, and that a lot of other people can't see it. So I see solid foundation being, being like the investment firm to them and, and, and just wanting to pour into them. And, and, you know, the thing about teens is they think they could conquer the world. They think they're invincible. And it's not until adults come in and squash their dreams and say, no, you can't do that. What are you crazy? What do you think you're going to be a billionaire or you're going to, you're going to, you know, cure AIDS or you're going to cure cancer. You're crazy. You know how much, you know, you know how many scientists have been trying to cure cancer for years and years and they can't do it with all their millions of dollars. Like they could just get this negativity poured into them and, and it's killing. Like there's just like a, a lot of adults are dream killers to teens and yeah, teens are wild. They're like rambunctious. They're ambitious. And because we like a lot of people grow up and they don't like that energy they do what they can to like su- suppress it. And, and, and it's not always in a harmful manner. A lot of them do it because they love them. Like they don't, no, I don't want your hopes to get too high, mijo or mija. Like, I don't like, want you to be hurt in the end. You know what? Just go to school. Hopefully you get into college or just graduate. You need to get yourself a good job and, you know, earn a solid paycheck. And then, 
And then, you know, maybe you could buy a house one day or something. And it's just like, no, I want to do the complete opposite. Like we're doing all these programs to get kids in our doors, but that's to get them in our doors. And I want to teach them martial arts. I want to teach them work ethic. I want to teach them fitness. I do want to show them that family value that they're not, maybe they're not getting somewhere else. And even if they are, just like we talked about, we have loving families, families that love us, but we also have jujitsu. That's another family that, that absolutely loves us. I want Solid Foundation to be that for the teens as well. So I, that's what, that's what Solid Foundation is in a nutshell. <laughs> You guys got that? <laughs> okay, so we have questions that people have already asked us, but people that are um, with us live, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and um, go ahead and ask. <laughs> okay, so next question. This one's okay. Needs and wants of men and women in relationship. For example, men not talking about feelings and women's always needing help. Wait, men's. Needs and wants. Of, I thought I wrote this better. Hold on. No, you wrote it how it was. Yeah, needs and wants of so. men and women in relationships. For example, men not talking about their feelings and women's always needing help. So the needs and want of men, that's going to change throughout like different people. But when it comes to the example of communication. I'm not talking about feelings and women's always needing help. That's like, um, like a stereotype. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it definitely is. It's a oh, very... wait, this is the question, right? Well, no, this is wrong. But we'll go over this one first. <laughs> I just asked that one. Yeah, but that one's going to go with what we're doing later. So we'll go over this one. Okay. Unless you got one here. Oh, it's that one. Okay, let's go with this one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Can you please address unsolicited coaching in jujitsu by partners? <laughs> So, I'm going to do that one. Yeah. So I'll, let, I'll, I'll go first because I got very little to say. Like I said, I'm a mere blue belt in, in the art. So when it, when it comes to me getting, uh, when I hear, when I'm drilling or when I'm training and I hear people um, coaching me, it's, it's pretty easy to be familiar with the voices that you're hearing on the mat because we train with them and we have a bond with them and we know who's who. So I haven't had too many experiences that I don't have somebody that's a higher bout giving me um, uh, coaching. So I, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a white belt try to tell me, hey, do this, do that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> so with me if it comes from another blue belt and i've rolled with them before or and if it comes from automatic high belt just from from what i've been taught in family and, and jiu-jitsu is i just respect it automatically it doesn't mean i'm gonna listen to it and, and do especially <laughs> sometimes like, you just don't know yeah, how to listen to it especially if i'm if i got a game plan going on and they're telling me but uh other than that i don't uh, um, I actually listen. I actually myself. I actually listen to it, and if it doesn't make sense, I just I I don't I don't um, I don't take too offense to it. But I can see where it comes from. 
a, a woman's perspective because I was a woman who asked that question yes. to where they may, like I see males do it to where the, the roll's over and another male that wasn't even rolling with them will come over and start telling like a blue battle come over to them or something. And it's like, yep, they never even asked for the opinion, nor should you be trying to teach them. So unless they ask you, um, well, not necessarily when they ask you, but if you are, I mean, I think there's different levels of this. So a lot of time when they're like when I'm rolling with somebody and they suddenly try as I'm yanking their arm off or choking them and suddenly you hear, oh, um, you know, hips up. It's like, dude, you knew that was coming, you know, like escape. <laughs> but I always get ego is always going to be there. Like I know jujitsu teaches you um, like that, you know, a lot of it. It'll teach you a lot about ego, how like how you can't really have an ego when, you know, like the same person just tapped you. But it's a lot of men can say that, but a lot of men aren't women, <laughs> you know, so they don't know what we have to go through. Like as far like I'm not saying, oh, you don't know what we have to go But it's like you don't, you know, like I know when I'm about to tap somebody and like when I hear like, oh, they're like grasping for air and like trying to coach you at the same time it's like dude you like there's no point you know i've had white belts still coach me blue belts coach me like i i love going into a gym with like no gi because that's Do like you, you see don't, that's when it happens more when you're a no gi compared to in a new gi? gym yeah. in a new gym when it's but i've also had it wearing my black belt and i don't i'll be honest with you unless you're a woman even sometimes women, I don't roll with white belts. Me, I don't think it's not an ego thing. I just don't want to be hurt. So a lot of times when you're rolling with someone that's just starting out, they're still getting used to people being in their space and they're spazzing out. If so, you're a white belt, I'll roll with you. He's had a little too much tequila. <laughs> um, but it just, it's just too... like. They're not in control of where their arms are swinging and their legs are swinging. So I just prefer not to get hurt. Usually I won't roll with blue belts unless I know that they've been there for a while or I know how they roll. So to me, I won't. But Nogi, sometimes you just don't know. Um, our academy has grown to where you don't know everybody anymore. But I like to go into academies and not know anybody and like them just, you know just not know who I am or anything about me or what level I am, you're pretty much going in like rash guard and shorts. So they're not going to know. But, but you're, you're a black belt training for 11 years, as you made clear earlier. The, the person asking this question, say they're, or the woman asking this question, say they're a white belt or a blue belt. What do, like, what do they do? Like, how should they take well, I'm saying like you're going to get it regardless. I've been training for 11 years and I still get it from people that have been what, two months on the mat. So your advice so is, is let it roll off the shoulders or? I laugh or, it off like because it taps a tap, you know, like I'm just like, okay, thanks for helping me tap you. Like, yeah. oh, I didn't know I had a hip, you know, like the way I would respond to it is just like, okay, cool. You know, like, like take it as a tap almost. Yeah, if, that's if that another tap. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. take it as a tap because at that point, that's when your ego comes into mm -hmm. play. You know, like I just, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, so it would almost be if 
that maybe they just if they're in the moment and they're actually rolling to um, either ignore it because they're probably or obviously they knew enough to get in that position to get close enough for the submission to either ignore it right kind of and that's where i think this question is actually coming from not necessarily when you're rolling and there's people um i know that there's a couple of guys in our academy that just coach you just to coach you and i i think that's just in them and they're it's part of their learning but i think what this question is really coming from because i know who wrote it Mm -hmm. um is because you know while they're rolling they're just trying to coach the whole time you know and if it is someone that is higher about than you or has been there longer than you and they have more experience then take it in you know like what they're trying to coach you take it in like use that as a free lesson you know other than that if you're a wipeout or blue bout just stop coaching just stop <laughs> i'll coach nobody okay no. all right so next one oh love what you are do i love what you guys are doing for the community how can one be of service to the solid foundations program what join the program what i need help in immediately is marketing if you have marketing skills especially when it comes to digital marketing i spend a lot of my time and i absolutely am horrible at it trying to um edit podcasts and make clips and and anything technical, I spend a lot of time trying to do that because I'm not good at it. And I would much rather be creating more content. And I think I could create a whole lot more content if I wasn't the one that had to come up with it, do it, and then actually do the production part of it. It's not that you're not good at it, but you don't have experience and you don't have, you know, you're learning as you're going. You're yeah, like- well, I'm pretty good at it. But what I'm saying is... I'm a slow at it and I don't like doing it. So <laughs> if anybody was out there to help, then I would love that help. And another thing is, is I do need a lot of help when it comes to being organized. So uh, I'm kind of the person that just has a lot of stuff, a lot of ideas coming through and I want to do a lot of things and and it's really easy for me to get sidetracked. And my strength is actually to be able to go and meet people and bring people together. And I, and I feel that I can build solid foundation more. Um, I can build it in a more efficient manner if I had somebody to, to help keep me organized. So those are the two big things that I need right now. Of course, Solid Foundation has absolutely zero funding, so it would be a volunteer and it could be part-time. If it was something that you you did or you know somebody that would like to do it and they did come in, when Solid Foundation does start to produce income or gets funding and is able to pay the people that help us build it, then you would definitely be the first one in line to to get the opportunity to do it full-time. And there may be some people out there that maybe they're doing that they have a job that they don't necessarily like, but it provides a paycheck for them. But they would love to do marketing or they would love to be, you know, um, 
an administrative assistant or I'm not sure what you would call somebody, but so it's like, kind of like, think about it this way. Like we're starting a brand new business. Yes. It's a nonprofit, but nonprofits run like a regular business. So there's just different ways of starting up pretty much and different ways of, you know, we get funding, all the other stuff, but we're starting a business from the ground up. So we would like help in whatever you're like, we have someone that, listen to one of or a couple of the uh, podcasts and like how can we help you know I do um, business plans so he's helping us with the business plan so it's stuff like that like what is your expertise as far as that part Um, what is your expertise in ways that you can help volunteer and help us grow solid foundation this isn't a business that we're trying to get money for ourselves this is a business that we're trying to help the community we're trying to help our teens ours yours you know like don't you want to live in a better community like i hear so many people complaining about like oh the teens these days well let's do something about it you know like and so that's what how we're asking for help it's either funding um and by funding where that money is going to be going to is like right now it'll be going to us building our website it'll be equipment we need geese we need boxing equipment um that's one way that you can help. Another way that you can help is actually joining our programs um, or, you know, sharing our content, like our podcast, like liking, sharing, rating. Um, like I said, when we, it came to um, screen uh, time stamping where you like our podcast, like that definitely helps us sharing it, like having someone listen to it. You never know what that's going to help. Um, that person and it's not just going to help them it's going to help us you know like so it just it's a domino effect um that's where i see marketing coming to an effect if we were to get somebody on the team that could that is just really solid at marketing i think that we could have a much bigger impression on the community in a much more efficient manner if we had that because just the little bit that we do in our in in the time that we can like we have people reaching out to us. We got mm-hmm. we have people saying, "Hey, well, just like you had mentioned, um, our our dude at uh, our you know our buddy at Cesar at CC who runs the uh, the treasury who's in charge of a million dollar budget just heard a podcast and he wants to come help run like put a business plan together for us and a budget just by hearing a podcast. And of course, he's from Santa Barbara." So he heard the podcast from somebody else who was in Santa Barbara who was connected with them. And it's just like, yeah, I want to be a part of it. And, and, and it just the list goes on and on of if we have if we have um, that we have different people who that are maybe they're the, the wrestling coaches at, at Santa Barbara who want who want to do something. And it's it's, you know, how we got St. George Community Center was from Jackie, who heard what we were doing from seeing our posts. Yeah. And she's like, hey. I got a whole center here. Use it however you can because that's what it's for. And it was all yeah. just because the little bit of things we were able to do with the, the marketing knowledge we have. And, and it's not vast, but the little bit that we were able to do, it, it, it was effective. But if we have somebody that like knows what they do, then uh, it, could, it could do wonders. Yep. So, I mean, whatever your expertise is and you feel like, hey, you know what, like, I'm good at jujitsu, or I know how to teach jujitsu. You know, that's how women's jujitsu came into play. Like, whatever 
you're willing even an idea like even like hey you know what i know this person that has a really good story and you know this is what they're doing now but this is where they came from you know i talk to them they are willing to be on the podcast like that's the kind of you know that's going to be helpful as well and even just being an, an expert in your industry and wanting to help like maybe you've been doing something for so long and just like you said you did jujitsu for 11 years now and you got to the point where well yeah you, you want to teach that that's across the board who's who's ever been doing something for so long you get to a point like well i can't like what else do i do yeah but teach back yeah like and, and so that goes for anything like if you know how to if you're a master at cooking if you're a master at writing essays if you're a master at math or anything whatever it is and i do mm-hmm. gotta shout out my friend tyson because he also he's a kickboxing instructor and he gave you know he's willing to give so much of his time just to like hey you know like so what are you teaching like let me show you this is how i'm teaching like it's little things like that that's what made a huge that makes a huge difference in just teaching other people like you know so things like that and, and you don't have to worry about well how am i gonna get a place how am i going to get students like if you just say what you're good at and that you're willing to put in the time to teach we'll we'll handle the rest yeah so we'll we'll bring all the rest together and like yes we are you know we are looking for funding and we are um we're going through the motions of getting our numbers so that we are able to get funding so yes eventually we will be able to pay people <laughs> but at the moment volunteers <laughs> anywho anything to add on to that no i'm good with that one Okay, so how did you want to combine these two? We have one on here. Did you want to do that first? Yep. Okay. Would the teens have to reach out to you guys, or do you ever propose the program to an at-risk teen? So we are actually, um, with Jacqueline, we are in touch with certain schools and different programs. So we are going to be going into different schools and just letting them know that our program does exist. And um, we'll be doing our part and as far as, you know, letting people know. But you want to take over on the rest of that one? When it comes to if we serve at-risk teens, yeah, we do. But we aren't in any manner. That's not what we're striving to have in our program. Like, it's not an at-risk program. So... We welcome them in, but they got to want to be there. Yeah. And they got to be willing to put in the work. If they're not, then, you know, they're, they're going to get the book. There's, yeah, because there's other programs for that. Like, we only have so much power. We're not, you know, we're not with the law. We, we're not, we can't, like, physically go and pick them up and bring them to our program. As much as we know and you know, like, oh, they need this or, like, boxing or jujitsu or this program will, will be good for them. We can't physically bring them to the program. You know, um, one thing I'm learning as a parent is like we have more power than than we think. Um, So it'll be on their parents, on their guardians to bring them, but we cannot physically force them. There's other programs out there um, that that can. I mean, yeah, any any kids welcome if they want it. And when it comes to my idea for at risk youth, I'm more focused on getting young adults in there that want to be there because I'd rather create a strong environment and then bring in a at-risk youth. 
Because yeah. I feel, especially being a youth and being and you know being involved with weekend work program or going to like. Al Puente and La Cuesta, like all these things. Al Puente things. doesn't exist anymore. Get over well, it. Well, it's one of the best schools that ever existed, but mm-hmm. that's not what the podcast is about. <laughs> but the just to go with a bunch of other at-risk kids, it's not a very, it's not an environment where the youth that's in there is like, oh, I want to change now. It's like, no, you're with your homies. Like, hey, you're at this program too? Cool, you want to smoke after? Yeah, what can we do? Like, can we... (laughs) Shit, I did that. So that's what I... That's what, from my experience, that's what I feel. If we were to just get nothing but at-risk youth, bring them into what we're doing, that's what it's going to be. I would much rather build a solid foundation of, of youth that want to be better and want to change. And if we were to bring in somebody that would be a little bit on the edge of here and maybe I don't want to be here, that those people that are in the program would be able to influence them. Yeah. Because he's more of a, that's all I'm around. So that's, I'm going to give it a try rather than it's, it's hard. And I'll speak from a male standpoint that you want to change or you want to try something different when you have your peers around. Yeah. There goes that. Our last question, unless you guys have questions on our live. That was the needs and wants of women. This is a relationship question. How do you have a hard conversation with your partner? And then needs and wants of men and women. Relationships, for example. Men not talking about feelings. And like you were saying, that's a pretty typical stereotype mm-hmm. how do you have a convo with your partner like a hard con how do you have a hard conversation with your partner so again i only know how to speak to it when it comes to the relationship that i'm in we're um, not perfect so that's one thing i want to <laughs> put out there uh, i don't because <laughs> i no. like i feel like oh so you're putting this out there because your relationship is perfect? No, no we're not. Not at, all. not at all. But when it comes to us having the hard conversations, that that is what our relationship was built on. So there was a point in time when we first started our relationship that we actually, our relationship didn't last long. No. And that was because that we weren't willing to have these hard conversations mm-hmm. and the the thing about it was was that we had never even had to try we never even tried to have them we just automatically thought from our previous relationships that this is how it is that's just how it is like i'm not going to be able to tell her that and i'm not feeling I I just don't feel right with what we're doing, but instead of talking to you about it, I'm just we're just gonna end it, you know. And so, in our particular situation, our relationship is built upon us having hard conversations. And so, the way that I'll speak to it on that is, we we are I think we both have that mindset to where. We would much rather not be in a relationship than have to pretend that 
that we don't feel a certain way or that we're not that certain person that we actually really are. And maybe it comes from uh, like pain and maybe, and it comes from experience that we know that, like, we're, like we absolutely know that. And so we're always comfortable with each other to at least be here to hear and say, this is what I have to say and I'm going to hear what you have to say because I know that no matter how you're going to take what I have to say or no matter what you're going to tell me, how, however bad that's going to feel, for me to, I know what the other feeling is like. Yeah. And I don't want that. And I'll never go back to that. So I would much rather be here with you and take whatever in that you have to say or, or whatever like rebuttal you're going to have to tell me. I think when, it's, when it comes to having a hard conversation with your partner, you guys, I feel like we both had to be at a comfortable level of like jealousy and confidence in our relationship. Um, jealousy is a normal thing. But it's what we do with it. And when it comes to like our mindset of like, okay, like this is something that I want to have. I want to talk to him. But it's more of I want to get to know and like I want to get to know you. I want to get to know us. I want like I want to move on with it. It's not like, oh, well, what do you think about that? Like in trying to attack you personally, it's more like, all right, like. Yeah, just like how you said it. And the attitude you gave with it, like, what do you think about that? Yet, usually when you say that, you actually shut your mind off to whatever they're going to tell you. Right. Because when you're, when you're entering the conversation like that, you're not You're even just really, looking for negative. Yeah, you're just looking to something to, like, pounce on. Like, oh, I bet you would say that or, you know, like, <laughs> it's... What's, like, an example? Like, what is one hard conversation that, like, that we had? Well, like I said, our Like first, a PG one. <laughs> Oh, we have, we have, well, right now they're, they're not, they're, I don't, I wouldn't say they're too hard anymore. They still do get Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, but they're not like hard. We already know that we're going to go to this. One thing that I would say is, and that you and I have talked about is let's designate a time to talk about this. (laughs) That took years. Don't, don't just. Hey, we're we're out having a good time, and now you want to bring up this? Like I thought we were just going out on a date and to have a good time, and now you're bringing up this thing. Like, and I told you I'm okay with talking about it, and I know the way I reacted sometimes isn't wasn't the best way to react, but it was also we did have a conversation about that. But it was also that. because it, because of the pers- the perspective that I brought to that that time that environment. And that was your perspective. And then we had a conversation about like, well, the reason why I brought it up was because I looked at that time as our time, our intimate time where we can talk through whatever we needed to talk to, mm-hmm. talk through. So I, I don't know. just like, just, it's the process of getting to know one, one another. I'm, we're still getting to know each other. Well, and- well, I think the basis is though that, that there's absolute trust and love with one another. And yeah. until you have that, then it will probably it would probably be really hard to move forward because it's hard to to divulge intimate information about yourself, deep dark secrets, or 
or just like fantasies or whatever it may be. <laughs> if if you if you think that person is gonna judge you, yeah, you know, like and, we. And, and if you can't do that, you're never gonna be able to give yourself to a person, and in turn, you're never gonna be able to to achieve true love. Yeah, like if he's never known any of my past experiences or if I've held it back from him and vice versa, if he's never told me about his past experiences, whether it's relationship, love, sex, like how am I going to be the, how am I going to try to achieve his best or how am I going to try to achieve like, you know, like a great relationship to you and vice versa. Yeah, there was, yeah, we because we talked about your experience earlier, but in the in the current podcast app we have your your thing isn't in there again that has to do with me not knowing too much um technical stuff but you could look back on youtube look up solid foundation and you could see me interviewing you about your all your past about your exes which a lot of people actually had questions on that like how can she like tell him all that yeah. You know, so and, and and you see like the 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 women saying that if they're thinking that like how would they ever they're not going to tell their current boyfriend or future boyfriend of, of like what they've been through but how can you not like I want to know you through and through. Yeah. And I want you to know me through and through because I don't want us to spend another I don't want us to spend any time but let alone 10 years and then be like, hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one girl that was yeah. in your wedding? Yeah. You know, like this is a <laughs> this is a fun fact about about us. <laughs> is that. Fun fact. <laughs> Am I ready that, for this? Yeah. For the world to know this? Is that you, well, you and I, we're both like it's a it's a mutual understanding that if we happen to be in the same vicinity of somebody that <laughs> we have slept with before that we let each other know. Yes. And people might think, oh, that, that's you crazy. Have... Like, why would you do that? But to us, it's, it's the total opposite. Like, how, how could you have the woman you love or the man you love be in the same vicinity together and not, and not let them know about the other person? Because that person knows. So now all of a sudden, you and that person are more intimate than you and your own love. That makes no sense. To me. Yeah, no. I remember, so. I, I'm going to share this. I remember, like, I ha- I still hang out, and I still have so much love for her. Um, I hang out with this one girl that you had a connection with. We'll say connection. Yeah. And, um, that was a friendly person. She's very friendly. Yeah. Can we not go too much into <laughs> detail? Um, so we had went out, and she invited us to a bar. And then, so he went, I don't know where he went. I think he went to the bathroom or want to go get drinks. And so I had shared with her because she, I don't know, there was, I had shared with her that I knew. And she was like a deer in headlights. Like, what? Like, how would you know? I'm like, how would I not know? Like, I'm fine with it. Like, it's not something that I take like, oh, I'm never, like, she's actually really cool. I really like her. I have a lot of love for her. But it's just that, that's something that like, certain mindsets can't understand but i think it's really important that people like i don't know even till this day people are like what how would you tell them that like i just it just before i would never never because of the the reaction that i would get you know but i to me like i look at it like if i'm in a room or at a party or wherever i'm at and like 
my man sees his ex-lover or whatever his fling like i want to know about it like that's just my thing i want to know you know it's not out of a jealous point I'm like oh okay that's just so i know you know i'm like we'll go yeah, say so hi to her like well, I don't also mind. so you're not like the the like some people will consider like you're the idiot like they would think like oh your man like your man like they're because not it's not only that girl that knows but her friends that may know yeah. and and all of a sudden like the person you're with is the only one that doesn't know and it's like you you have to start thinking about those things like your like my feelings for you is what matters most not like well what are other people gonna are gonna think and and if i and if i start to think of well if i tell you you're going to be mad at me or you're not going <laughs> to understand. And so I'm not going to tell you that's just going to build up. It's going to build up over time and then it's going to blow up. And I think so. that also that it comes with the jealousy. I mean, like we go into depth with it. Like, Oh, well, what'd you like about it? Like, you know, like what'd you do? <laughs> Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like we really go into depth just because like, I don't know. We, I'm trying to get to know him better. He's trying to get to know me. And that's just like the questions that we ask. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. I, I guess when it comes to wanting to start, uh, as people would say, a difficult conversation with your partner and you're not used to it and you're not doing it. And you're, and, and you're having this kind of anxiety about it or, I would really ask yourself, like, is this the person? And and if you really feel that they are, then you then that's when you can start slow, like with little things. Like you and I still learn a whole lot about each other whenever we go out and we and we decide to have a deep conversation. We actually just had one today. And your sister heard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. it, it like it I'm not saying you got to set up this one meeting and then just pour everything out and then sit there and like, look what they say. Like start, start with little things and like test it and, and see how your partner reacts. And, but, but you also, before you do that, you should explain to your partner why and like what it means to you. Yeah. And, and if they're in a mutual understanding and they want the relationship to grow stronger, then they should be open to it. Yeah, because it and took they us, should have something to share as well. And it took us a long time to get to that point just because it was just new to us. But I also know that there's a lot of people in where I admire their relationship and I'll ask them questions just to like, oh, like, you know, I see that, you know, like I see that they're happy in their relationship and I'll ask them certain questions and just the insight that, you know, you get from them. It just ask, I don't know, ask. Yeah. So we, we put together... We put together a, I would say, a simple yet fun and also kind of sexy test. She's one of them, I asked. To see how your communication level is with your partner. And I'll I'll post that test in a little bit. I'll give you a little description now. Um, You do need to make sure you are comfortable with opening up to your partner with it but i think it's a great way to kick it off and it's a fun way but one of the things that that you and i did um was so 
I'll ask you, what's one of your fantasies? Your sexual fantasies. Okay? You want me to answer that no, now? No, I've asked you. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> like, <Okay>. holy shit, <laughs> this is a whole different... Okay. So you ask me... Uh, no, I ask you. Yes. You tell me what it is. And then I have a certain uh, follow-up questions. And I have you rate those 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, you're going to tell me a fantasy. Maybe it's a simple one. Maybe it's a very, very erotic one. Maybe it's out of this world. Like we did all of them, right? We went up and down on them. And, you know, some of the questions that follow up is... Not the right wording, but yeah. How often do you have this fantasy? Rate one to ten. How much of a reality do you want this fantasy to be? One through ten. You know, how... Um, there's ones like... How much do you think of this while we're actually making love one through ten? So how that, much do you actually make love versus No, how how much do you think of this while we're making love? I remember you know? the other yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few of them like that. That's what I'm saying. You have to be you gotta make sure that before you do this one, you you're solid with your partner. But it is a good way to not only like spice up your sex life and but also to a fun way to to start that open line of communication and like you don't gotta divulge your your nastiest things right away but you can start off simple and then see where it goes and so i'll I'll do a little post of that you guys could message if you you know want a little description of well how exactly do i go about this or how do i bring this up to my partner um you uh, send us a message we could email the form but really you could just like take a picture of it and just write the questions out yourself and and you know for couples especially that been together for a while i feel that when you're first together you know you, you guys are texting each other like it doesn't matter what you're doing through the day you're looking at your phone and you're all smiles <laughs> and 10 years later that's not happening anymore I, I guarantee if you put you throw this into the loop and you're and you're sending that question and 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 your and your lady sending them back or your man sending them back you're going to be looking at your phone waiting for that text to ring and I'll be all smiles looking at your phone so that that's something that that will have for you guys that that one's a little bit more the not so much PG13 you got to be 18 or older for that one but uh, <laughs> hit us up if if you'd like some more details But I on think that. that's like there are certain relationships that I would like to hear from, you know, like, I think maybe we should have those, you know, like, like a list of questions that you, you know, that you would want to ask um, happy couples that are in, you know, like, I think that would be a good one. Just like, yeah, write a list of questions. That'd be a good one. So we're good? I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Happy New Year's. Stay safe. Peace. I hope you found some value listening to that latest episode. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give it a listen. I get a lot of questions of how can we support Solid Foundation and what we're doing. A great way to do that is subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Most importantly is to share this podcast because if you gain value from it, we're hoping that many others can gain value from it. 
So please, please get the help get the word out there. It's a great way to help support. There's uh, at least uh, that that I have found. There's no other podcast in Santa Barbara that talks about the people in Santa Barbara, born and raised in Santa Barbara, and all the the issues and solutions that uh, they've learned from life. So also another great way to support us is by referral. So all the founders and, and people who help starting Solid Foundation, we're all entrepreneurs. We have businesses. So that's a great way if you're able to get referrals and, and send them our way. Well, you know, Crystal uh, does hair and makeup. So any, any needs in there, hit her up on Instagram. Also, we are licensed realtors. So if you know anybody who needs to buy or sell a home, you hit me up on Instagram and, and we'll get that going. Also, Solid Foundation wouldn't exist without our, 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 our company, Legacy Installation, who delivers and installs office furniture. They have been the, the only source of funding we've had and um, have supplied tremendous amount of resources for us to even get this far with Solid Foundation. And the great thing about that is everybody knows somebody who works in an office. And if you work in an office, that company needs office furniture. So if you can, if you hear anything about some company needing anything office furniture, product, service, it doesn't matter. If you hear it, please send them our way. You could have them contact us at www.legacyinstallation.com or give us a call at 805-319-3274. So other than that, stay tuned for the next episode. We'll be posting them up every two weeks. So please subscribe and turn on your notifications. Thank you.